What's going on, good people? Thanks for tuning back in to Smoke Word Talks. This is Derek Charles. And if you enjoyed that music, that was my man DJ Mike out of Detroit. He sent me that out through Instagram. Uh, definitely loving his DJ style. So if you're liking that out, go ahead and check him out. Again, he's at Instagram, DJ Mella Mike. Check him out, guys. Uh, today's podcast is about the situation that's going on in Atlanta. Why they're open, what's going on, uh, is it safe? Uh, on, on today's podcast, I'm happy to say I have the interview for, with Steve Harvey. And I also have uh, segments from Fox 5 out of Atlanta uh, featuring uh, Governor Kemp. So guys, stay tuned. Check it out. Let me know what your thoughts. Again, you can check me out. You can find me on social media at Twitter, on Instagram at SmokeWorks. Check me out, guys, and also check out these interviews. In just two days, our state is set to reopen since Governor Kemp issued the statewide shelter-in-place order on April 3rd. Gyms, salons, and bowling alleys could be the first to reopen their doors as early as this Friday. And then on Monday, restaurants and movie theaters can open their doors. As for bars, nightclubs, and amusement parks, those will remain closed until further notice. This decision has drawn criticism from not only some in Georgia, but other southern states as well. Tonight, Governor Brian Kemp joins us live to talk about his decision as well as the virus as it stands in our state. I want to thank you for joining us. Good evening, Governor. Hey, good evening. Good to be on with you. Governor, the president last night in his news conference said that he was going to speak to you about your decision to slowly reopen Georgia's economy. What did he say to you? And are you as confident tonight about that decision as you were when you made the announcement yesterday? Well, I spoke to the president and the vice president, had great conversations with them. They're doing a great job on uh, the coronavirus response, as well as laying out a plan to reopen the economy in three different phases. So, you know, I think that's a great way to do it. The decisions that I'm making are made in conjunction with our public health officials and based on the data that we're seeing, uh, our trends are going in the right direction. Uh, I want to thank Georgians for hunkering and down and doing the things that we asked them to do. These businesses that had to close, you know, they helped us flatten the curve and get on the backside of this. And they're they're really hurting out there. And we're looking forward to this measured approach. I think one of the things that's gotten out of control at the national level is people think we're throwing the keys back to these businesses and it's going to be business as usual. And it's not. There's very strict guidelines that they have to follow that's in the order. And uh, I'm trusting our small business owners and our working Georgians to do that as a measured step to ease back. It's going to take these businesses a while to get back up and going. We felt like it was good to do some of those this Friday that where they can ease into that and then continue to focus on ramping up as the data and these next steps come forward. Still, Governor, you know you're getting bipartisan pushback about your decision. Your gubernatorial opponent, Stacey Abrams, calling it dangerously incompetent. And today, the Republican Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina voiced concern on Twitter. He posted this saying, I worry that our friends and neighbors in Georgia are going too fast, too soon. He says what happens in Georgia will impact us here in South Carolina. Do you think that you've taken too big of a risk too soon in reopening our state? No, I think we're in great shape. If you look at really why we asked these businesses to close and why you did shelter in place orders all across the country, it was to help us to prepare for dealing with this virus when we got to the surge. Our citizens have done that. They have made great sacrifices to do that. And it has given us the opportunity to build the hospital bed capacity. As you know, 
We opened a 200 bed facility at the Georgia World Congress Center. We cut through government red tape working with Piedmont Healthcare to open their new tower. We've stood up a sheltered facility in Albany to help with their bed space capacity. We've ramped up our testing. We have our plan that we're implementing right now for contact tracing. Uh, all of these things are, are uh, the gateway to the phase one plan. So we're ready for that and we're yeah. prepared. And uh, I think people are ready to get back to work. And again, this is a measured step. Well, if this doesn't go well, um, have you given yourself the option of reversing your decision to reopen? In other words, what will be the metrics which you'll follow to go back on the decision that you made if you do so? Well, yeah, we'll continue to follow the data. I mean, I said that Monday when I rolled this out, I reserved the right if we have a, a hot spot that pops up in another part of the state like we had in Albany. You know, I can uh, do a countywide order or take different kinds of actions or, you know, we're going to be enforcing this. So we're going to make sure businesses can comply. We're also going to be allowing the local law enforcement officials to help us with that. Georgians have done a great job of complying with our orders. We've had very few problems uh, with people defying the orders. They know how important that it is to do this. And I would also urge your folks to look on our website, see what our trends are. That data is public information. And when you think about places like Albany and what we saw down there with the hot spot because of the super spreader situation, we're now on the backside of that situation. So if you take out you know, the data from Albany, which was really skewed uh, due to a hot spot that we have now corrected and are on the right side of, you know, it really makes our numbers even better than they already are. Governor, you did mention that your local law enforcement across the state will be working to enforce these guidelines the state put out. Guidelines saying that businesses that choose to reopen are required to use per personal protective equipment, possibly even provide it to their customers, as well as perform regular disinfecting. Now, you said that will be enforced. I'm curious to know what that enforcement will look like. In other words, how will businesses be punished if they don't follow these guidelines? And will the state be doing anything to provide PPE support, uh, provide cleaning supplies to businesses that want to reopen but feel they can't seem to get their hands on these very needed items? Well, in my conversation uh, Monday with the vice president, uh, we had great conversations about PPE and what's happening and how they've encouraged and empowered private businesses in our country to make PPE as well as uh, go after existing supplies in foreign countries. We also have been in that marketplace as well, supplying tons and tons of equipment to our hospitals and our frontline workers. Uh, that supply chain is starting to open up. So I believe those facilities or those uh, products will be available for our businesses, but that's gonna be part of their due diligence. They're gonna have to follow these rules. You know, that'll be something they'll start working on, I'm sure already and continues Friday and through the weekend is ordering those products and supplies to make sure they have them so they can be in compliance. Some businesses are saying that they're not ready to reopen and I respect that. I certainly respect customers that may not wanna uh, get out and go to those businesses yet, but I do think it gives our hardworking Georgians the opportunity uh, to try to save their house, be able to feed their family, our food bank, bank demands across the state have continued to go, go up. We're seeing uh, more trauma care patients in our emergency rooms because of the level of frustration that's setting in across our state and across our country. And I think this measured path forward is the right step at the right time. Uh, but certainly I reserve the right to continue to follow the data if we have a, an issue with a certain part of our state or 
certain part of uh, these businesses, you know, I'd be glad to take action. But I think for the most part, we're going to try to help Georgians comply. And if you look at, you know, our big box retailers like the Home Depot, like our grocery stores, they've done a great job complying, uh, making sure that they're limiting the number of people in their stores so they can socially distance. Mm. You know, uh, we've asked the public if they feel comfortable to wear masks in those situations. Those employees are being supplied with masks. They have new cleaning techniques. I can assure you that these industries, I mean, they have a liability upon themselves to protect their employees as well as those that are uh, going to their establishment. So, you know, they are going to be following the guidelines. We've gotten great feedback from that, and uh, we'll continue to enforce it if, if people are not. And enforcement would look like a ticket, a fine? What would it look like? Well, we have, we have the ability to do several different things. Uh, obviously, writing a warning, first and foremost. A lot of people we've given verbal direction to. They've immediately said, hey, we'll get into compliance. We didn't realize this. What do we need to do? We, we help them with that. We also have the Georgia Department of Economic Development that's been working with a lot of businesses to make sure they understand the guidance before they ever open. Uh, but if we have people that just continue to not follow that, that don't heed the warning or the verbal, uh, we have the ability to write tickets, and then there'll be a certain time where if they don't comply, there'll be another ticket written, and we uh, have the ability to shut that business down and to close it. Okay. A uh, couple more questions here, Governor. As businesses decide to get back to work over the next couple of days, it obviously costs money to operate a business. What does that mean for unemployment filings for those business owners who don't necessarily feel ready to open due to the lack of PPE or for fear of financial losses? Yeah, I would refer people to Commissioner Mark Butler, our labor commissioner. They have been working long, long days and short nights to process all the claims. I know uh, folks have had a hard time getting through to them, but it's because they've just literally been inundated. They filed more uh, supply or more claim unemployment claims in one week, two weeks ago than they did all of last year. So you can imagine the volume that they have coming to them. But they're doing a great job but we put more information out on that i don't think that's going to affect people in any way you know whether they do or they don't go back to work at this point mm. all right and lastly I, you know and obviously that's a question they need to talk to the human resource folks at the business where they work as well okay uh governor lastly you and one, one of the things quite honestly is a lot of these businesses have been shut down they haven't had the ability to go in and process paperwork and get those type of things in order, which is another reason to allow them to go in and start up minimum basic operations, you know, under these strict guidelines. Mm. Okay. Uh, Governor, you've been outspoken about several initiatives the state is taking to ramp up testing. You've said it's so important. The Trump administration has said this is important. Um, many governors have cited a short supply of swabs to take samples as well as capacity to pro process these tests. Are those points of concern in Georgia? And in your opinion, what is the biggest obstacle to ramping up testing here? Yeah, I've expressed my frustration with uh, testing in the state, but I will tell you over the last couple of weeks, we've really ramped that up. Yesterday, we did uh, around 3,000 tests. Today, we did almost five, or I'm sorry, almost 6,000, so almost doubling our capacity from uh, yesterday. The uh, partnership that we have with Augusta University, one of the neat things about that is their dental school is going to use 3D printers to actually print the swabs. They have a lot of bandwidth to do that. That'll help us with our supplies. The vice president said on our call on Monday, um, and Admiral uh, Girard, 
he uh, has made huge uh, purchases of supplies in the you know 800,000 to a million range that are going to be coming into the strategic national stockpile that they will have available for states. We've seen in um, we've got a great great Georgia-based company uh, that has helped us as well with testing. Uh, they shipped out a lot of uh, test kits to us the other day, which we're now getting out to the National Guard teams. And that's why I think you see our numbers continuing to go up. And that's a big part of us moving into this next phase is to be able to continue to ramp up testing, make sure that we're doing that testing, which is why we have the National Guard mobile hotspots that can go to underserved communities or those where we have the vulnerable populations to coronavirus, like our long-term care facilities in our nursing homes, and that will help us really deal with one of the problems that we've seen throughout the country, and that is trying to protect that vulnerable population in our long-term care facilities. I would just add our National Guard, we, all, we have 3,000 National Guard troops on the ground right now. Uh, 1,100 of those are cleaning and desanitizing our nursing homes and long-term care facilities. They've done over 500, which I think is around 74%. I don't think there's been another state in the country that has done that type of work. We're training other states. We're training other businesses like a lot of our food processing businesses that have to continue to operate even when we had uh, the shelter-in-place order uh, in effect that was closing some businesses down. And we're very proud of the work that they're doing, not only with this, but also with testing uh, and helping get food supplies out through our food bank network and other folks. I know I speak for everyone when we say how grateful we are for their efforts. You know, amid all the pushback, we know that uh, state and local governments are going to be watching you and, and what you've done as, as a metric for their own states on how and when to reopen. Governor Kemp, such an uncertain time we're in right now. A lot of folks asking a lot of questions. So we thank you tonight for taking the time to sit down with us. Hey, great to be on with you guys. Have a good evening. Be safe and continue to follow the guidelines. All right. Governor, thanks. Now I'm taking back just a little bit from that from that interview. Uh, you know, what's you guys thoughts? Uh, you feel as if the governor's mad. Uh, you feel as if he's not being fair to black people. I mean, these days I'm definitely thinking that not, not, not just black people, but people in, in, in general. Uh, you know, they need to toughen up a little bit and not and, and just because someone does this or does that, it doesn't always mean that they're doing this to hurt somebody or they're doing this to 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 be racist or anything. Uh, it's a lot of idiots out there. Think about it. It doesn't take a lot to become president, as we see looking at our own president. So you don't have to be the smartest man to be in charge of anything. And uh, that's what we have to realize and understand these days. So. Smart people not ruling the world. Smart people not your boss. So at times, sometimes we just got to look at this this world for what it is, and try to figure out ways that what we can do to make things better on our own. Uh, in this world, and and, and and just in general, you know, it's all about self first, and you can take care of everybody else later. But then again, guys, uh, I want you to definitely check out the Steve Harvey interview. Uh, it's definitely it's coming up right now, right now, next. So don't go away. Check it out. Uh, today is the day that the uh, state of Georgia has opened up. I don't care what nobody say. Forget all of that. Atlanta is Georgia. Georgia is Atlanta. If you take Atlanta and Hartsfield Airport out of here, they'll close this state down. 
this is how much of a metropolis that Atlanta has become. Has probably the busiest airport in this nation. It's only two at one. And the only, only one can rival it, I think, is Denver. But this is busy, man. Um, this governor has made a decision, and only God knows what the decision is for. But it is based on nothing about concern for us. I live in Atlanta. Uh, Several of us on the morning show live in Atlanta. There is nothing in this that shows that he cares about the constituents of this city. Now, listen to me, man. This that this man is talking about doing, for lack of a better word, this is flat-out stupidity. This is reckless behavior. It's downright really criminal what he's doing. Because he's sending the wrong message against all doctors, all science, the Center for Disease Control, the the Coronavirus Task Force, nobody, FEMA, every agency, all of the healthcare workers on the front line, the first responders, everyone to the letter says it's too early to come back. We have nothing. And we're going to endanger our lives at a barbershop so we can go get a haircut, so we can get a perm, or get our hair put in, get it, get a set and roll. What? What? So we can go bowling. Are we that simple of a people so we can go bowling? You, you've got to be kidding me, man. You've really did. This is absurd. This makes no damn logical sense at all. I want us as a people to show everybody that we are thinking people, that we are not irresponsible people. Look, man, this dude right here and and the, the, the things that he's opened. Listen to me, man. This 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 don't smell right to me at all. This reeks of something else that has happened to us in the past many times before. It just seems so, so rotten. Who is this guy? Why did why is Georgia first? Why such a huge city of Atlanta? You already know who live in Atlanta. Why the particular institutions? Why barbershops, hair salons, nail salons? Bowling alleys. Why are the places tattoo parlors? Why he picked up the people who are in business who make that's a tough way to live where you have to have other people coming in at close, close quarters in order for your job to be performed. You know, this is amazing, man. He didn't open up uh, 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 the stores or gas stations and stores with the plexiglass on it. He opened up businesses that require up close and personal contact. If you go bowling, man, you have to put your fingers down in a hole that somebody else has already had their fingers in. It sort of distincts a little bit to me, man, that these particular businesses 
require very close contest, uh, contact in order to perform the service. In other words, it's almost like you can't miss. If you infected, you can't miss passing it on because you that close to the person. This ain't just opening a business, man. I could see if it was a grocery store or something and you could practice social distancing. None of these businesses, massage parlors, tattoo parlors, haircuts, nail salons, beauty salons, none of these can you practice social distancing. Something's wrong with this decision here. And I'll be damned if we're going to be the guinea pigs for this experiment that this man is having because he don't give a damn about you. You know why? Because Kemp, no, you didn't vote for him in the first place. He didn't win Atlanta. He won the outskirts of Georgia, all out near Rome and all that. He didn't win Atlanta. But if Atlanta ain't here, he can get reelected. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Y'all stay home today. Y'all stay safe this weekend. Man, I feel like mm. cussing. Stay your ass at home is best way I can do. <laughs> Yo, that's right, man. We can find Steve on everything. He's not on Family Field. You know, he's, uh, he's in the morning. He's on his show. Man, that guy looking like he's a little bit everywhere talking about everything, man. So uh, good looking to team for Steve Harvey. Thanks for allowing me to play that clip and uh, check things out. But again, guys, what you thinking? Uh, you know, what's going on, man? I hope you guys being safe. You know, most importantly, taking care of your family. Uh, this coronavirus has touched everybody somehow in some way, even the rich, the poor, everybody. So whether it touched you financially, uh, emotionally, uh, you know, maybe it affected your job. This coronavirus situation has affected everybody across the world. So if you like this podcast, you like my content, you like what I'm doing, most importantly, share it. You let your friends know, let your people know. So if you're riding in your car, working out, running, riding, doing anything, uh, thank you for your support. Thanks for checking it out. Again, this is Smoke Works. And for 2020, what I'm going to do is end every podcast with, with a song. And today's artist is LL Cool J. Thanks, LL. Appreciate you. It's a throwback song. And I think it's a song that's going to touch everybody these days. I think everybody needs a little bit of love. So here he is. LL Cool J. I need love. Peace. Sit and wait for my princess.